What's good, people? It's your boy, Icarus Gray. And this is Gray Area Anime, the most wonderful podcast of your day. And we are back with another one. Kirby says... It's dangerous to go alone. So I choose. Oh, wait, no, wrong sound. Good gosh. There we go. I choose you guys. Uh, it's come along with me. Uh, happy uh, after Pokemon Day. Hope all of you are enjoying your scarlet and violet uh, days. Um, I'm currently enjoying mine a bit, uh, albeit. You know, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. We're here once more to talk some myself and the honorable, uh, the the member, honorary member of the Gote Three, uh, my guy <laughs> DJ Justin Sane. Hello, hello. It's it is good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. We we took we took a little a little uh birthday birthday break happy birthday yeah thank you thank you thank you yes 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 I am I'm uh I'm, I'm Kevin Durant's number when he was in OKC now oh is that baseball <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm gonna look up to see if there's I feel like it would, in baseball it would be like Kevin Durant <laughs> like <laughs> something weird. <with a> <laughs> um well cool man well, well i'm it, it's yeah. good to be back and uh i do i i am i am celebrating pokemon day uh even though i stop i will stop playing as soon as i catch pikachu yeah oh well you're gonna stop very quickly I, yeah uh, i do that on every game I, I play until i get pikachu and then i just quit and uh, i shelf <laughs> it um yeah uh god good lord i was about to tell you guys something so uh we've been gone for a while and to get back on track, we are going to uh, do episodes three and four. And then in the next episode that you guys get, we'll also do episode five and six. And before or on Monday, rather, you guys will be all caught up on our thoughts of these episodes and everything else. Forgive us if our memory does not remember each and every part, but we're going to do. Josie, you're older. Yeah, I'm a year older. Blame it on that. Uh, <laughs> Or blame it on the a- 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 alcohol that I don't really drink a lot of anymore because, yeah, I'm that old. Um, but, yeah, let's let's get into this. We got episodes three and four to go through. And there were a lot of amazing things that were going on. So let's start with episode three. Uh, what was your favorite part of episode three? Um definitely the beginning of the fight with um with the jail you know mm-hmm. it, it just it just felt like um he continuously kept on underestimating um ichigo yeah that you know ichigo just kept on and it just it just looked so cool <laughs> you know it was amazing to actually feel like Wakamundo is Wakamundo, not 
uh, what they did for like Eisen just wanted it to feel like Soul Society, if you think about it. Versus this is not what Wegamundo normally feels like. Looks like it's normally this dark, subdued color. Um, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of life. There's not supposed to be life. It's supposed to be hollow. And uh, I was I love that a lot. I love Kirge's voice actor. It's amazing. The his his condescension is uh palpable and very much so something that I think is easily understandable. Um yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. And what else? Uh the trade the trade bestias um are amazing. I love seeing more of them and seeing them in a better quality than what we got to see them uh in the Wake Mundo arc. Um right. they're brought to life a lot better. Uh I can't think of the 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 thing that they made with their like arms and stuff or whatever oh my gosh. name is. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now and it definitely looked mean and yeah. Yeah. Like way more yes. intense to me than the anime did. Um and Ichigo like finally a moment of Ichigo using Bankai without saying it was that was like genius to me when Kubo did it. Okay. So everything about the way they said the fight between uh, Ichigo and Kirge up, the him uh, not saying Bankai and just popping up to kind of save everything. Um, and I think at some point the realization that they couldn't, well, they already knew they really couldn't steal his Bankai because I don't feel like Kirge tried to. Yeah. Because I uh, feel like they already knew and it was just uh, a realization of, okay, it's time to invade Soul Society. And then you did another five chapters almost. Right. So, so uh, I'm just going to throw this out here. Just a, just a thought. Is this the fact that he was able to, you know, do you think that he just whispered Bankai somewhere? Or do you think he transformed without saying Bankai? Because it was really uh, a big deal in the uh, Soul Society arc when uh, Renji was able to release a Shikai without saying its name and and uh and kuski uh, noticed it. he was like hold on the only way you can do that is if you have your your bankai if you if you have uh, hit this level that you're able to release your shikai without set calling its name mm -hmm. so are we are we premonising are we seeing something ahead are we looking something past bankai uh I think it was more just a power level thing because Ichigo never says uh, Zengetsu's name, and I think well because we remember we've always sat in the, in the idea or the thought that he is always in his release Shikai form. Yeah, and that's why but, I think it's just a a soul pressure or a Riatsu level thing that once you and I do think it makes sense. That if you do have Bankai, that means your Riatsu has reached a or spiritual pressure has reached a certain level that you can't keep it not in Shikai. Like the only one I think that doesn't have a Shikai in that that way is uh, Kenpachi, and that's because he just doesn't know his sword's name. Right, and that's like the only caveat within the the mythos that I think 
like works for that. But I do think he probably said it somewhere. It's just Kierkegaard wasn't paying attention. I just like the, also the thought that uh, Ichigo's hiding behind the rock. He's like, all right. But, God. But, God. <laughs> yeah, see, he got caught then. <laughs> kind of like, like the whisper idea. You know, like, just going to stand over here and whisper it real quick and, and come over here and fuck this guy up. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. Like, honestly, I do think it was. Like, he just, you know, put his sword out, like, to the, the left or the right of him. He's, like, holding it down. And he just goes, Bonka. And, like, <laughs> goes and jumps off. But the episode three was cool. The beginning of it was great. The ending was where I was like, yeah, we are really in the Thousand Year Blood War arc. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah. Because once uh, Yuhabak was like, oh, He's in Wakamundo. Let's invade. It's time to go. I know we told him we'd be back in seven days. I don't know why, because none of that meant anything. Well, but remember, he got he got mad. That's why he offed his uh, his Sternbringer, Stern bring or Stern Stern Fritter Stern Fritter Stern Fritter. Because he, I mean, he told him he was like, "What are you? Are you? Uh, are, do you see into the future? Are you, do you have a premonition of this? Why yeah. did you say?" We'll be back, and he's like, you know, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Okay, so he didn't say that, yeah, so that, yeah, but but at the same time, um, you know, Captain General, he knew, like, he was like, get get your ass in gear, he doesn't give timelines, no, he he does not give time, did not, he just said, we're you know, prepare for invasion, and they were all basically ready for the most part. Um, Ready to get their asses kicked. Oh, we uh, also forgot to mention the newness of the episode with Uryu going, which makes sense that he would have gone to look up whatever information he knew. Like, I thought I was the only Quincy. What is going on? Yes. And, and, and I, I think that was um, that was much needed because especially in the conversations and going back and reading like during the fight with the jail, you know, when Ichigo sits there and it's like, Oh yeah, I've gotten hit by, uh, you, 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 yeah. Um, his, you know, it, it's not as strong. He's like, well, that can't be. It, it, it shows like where, where this, where is the, the change happening? You know, spoiler alert, possible spoiler alert. What what is taking no, 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 place? No, no. We know what the spoiler alert is. Is the, the freaking intro? Like, if you haven't watched the intro and like looked at the I intro, mean, I I don't know what's still. Also, the spoiler alert was ten years ago. Like the minute they said this is a Quincy, I was like, I I, mean, I know what's gonna happen. And I it's mean, like there. If you don't read any shonen or don't know anything about anime, you would not see this coming. If you even, well, matter of fact, all you had to do was watch Naruto and you would see this coming. You would see this coming, yeah. Naruto, Naruto mapped this out. It, it and um, it, am I disappointed in it? Yeah, I, mean, I kind of wish it, was, it would take a different approach. But I mean, watching watching now, I mean, is is really good because I'm getting to see the background of it. I want to know what the the thought process of yes. it was you know because because uh, uh, like you're saying the the craziest portion of it would be that would be that at that time you knew what letter 
he was planning to give Oryu. Because that's yeah. what that would say to me. And he doesn't have it yet. As far as I can tell, I mean, like, and I think that that, that dialogue probably should have been changed because I think the only reason it was still there is because we didn't get any kind of explanation. We just knew that Uryu wasn't going with them. And I right. think at that time, per what Kubo was probably building towards, he had probably already, like, Ishida probably knew something in terms of, like, how he originally had it together. Um, so I think this one kind of makes it, it, with that question, it's kind of like, what do you, what has he said about Uryu that we don't know? Right. You know, because it doesn't like he shouldn't really even know anything about Ishida. Really, as far as I would know. But is it is it he is it Ishida he knows about directly, or is it he knows Ishida's grandfather? Because there was a definite split. There was a there was a split uh, in those fact in those factions, and so it's like did. Does he know what Ashida was taught? Is there something more pure? Is there something on that? I, I don't know because he also told him in that conversation he was like, "Oh, you're talking about like we we left that old teaching a long time ago." Because uh, Kirigay says it to him in there in in uh, him and Ichigo's fight, and I was just so entranced by all of these little nuggets that I either didn't pick up on in the first time reading it. But now I know yeah. are going to get expounded upon because building the universe and building why Ishida makes the decision that he does, which is, I mean, to me, it's better than the Sasuke stuff only because you didn't spend an entire series around it because I love right. Naruto. Um, but like having this like as predictable as it is, it's way more like, OK, predictable. It's like it was, okay, it's, it's, he's like I can see this. It's a thought. It's a thought out. It's a, a some sort of planning that he's going into with with Sasuke. It was just teen angst, you know. He was like, yes. I hate my brother. I hate men. I'm gonna stomp off and go hang out with a questionable older man. You know, it, it's just it. it <laughs> He, you know, he, it, he's it offering is, me is, puppies and ice cream in his van, and I'm gonna go with him. Did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's you're not wrong. <laughs> you're also not no, right. No. <laughs> Mom but, says I can't have a reptile, but he says I can. Oh, I, I, <laughs> he is a reptile. I, I don't. I don't know that you want to see that snake. You know. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um. But no, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be good to see that part of the story expanded on and looked at more uh, for sure. Um, so, end of episode three, uh, the invasion begins, and I mean, maybe this was a crowd favorite for some of you in terms of when Zanpak Tolls were introduced and like figuring out the powers of of Zanpak because this was. This was one of the cooler ones to me, uh, which was Kira. <laughs> and, it, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about at this point, like at the end of the episode, uh, he gets shot like whole like half more than half, like the center half and an arm of his are gone. I mean, and it wasn't just him. I have to say 
that at the end of this, like when uh, was it uh, B. Boz, the the flame uh, guy, Basby, Basby, yeah, Basby. When he comes out, like reading, seeing that, yep. When his head, that, he blows that guy's head off, and then going back and looking and reading it, and seeing, okay, that's not what happened in the in the manga. Like these soul reapers are getting the deaths mm-hmm. that they that they deserve, and I don't mean that like in a mean way. Like, ah, check that. So Reaper is like, no, you're getting to see the brutal death that was was dealt. Yeah, uh, that that was earned them in a certain way from uh, a thousand a thousand years ago. You know, yeah. in terms of like, and I'm I'm glad that I think that they're gonna flesh that out a bit more, especially in episode seven. Um, I'm I'm very hyped to kind of see what they do with that. Um. Uh, you want we'll, we'll talk about that in, in the next episode. I think I'll save that. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it was a great. It was a, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah. So the invasion comes in, and it was the most. This is war, and if you did not feel like it was war, this episode should have solidified that for you. If if yeah, you didn't think it was, agreed. It was brutal. It was it was mean. It was the these people. Well, I mean, I don't know, like. It, one person is definitely holding a grudge in this group. Now I'm really curious if they go into like, how, what was the indoctrination of these, of these Quincy's where have they, you know, what, what, what's gotten them so devoted to this idea that they're just going to brutally murder people. And I mean, I guess that can, you know, philosophically talking that can go into questions about, you know, everything else about war. Um, yeah. But no, it is, it's, it's not it's not a uh it's not a pretty thing and i will you know going back to the naruto thing i think this is a you know naruto did a really good job with the um the great uh shinobi war yeah you know especially showing the organization and and you know really showing like uh, one line that sticks out the most is when um um kakashi um you know, fights um, oh the old water sword ninja. Why am I forgetting his name? Oh my god! What is going on with me? We've reached the age where yes. the names where I could have called out to you and I would have called you that name. Uh, good. We I know you talk about just the, the 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 shark guy. No, not the shark guy. Uh, he was in the first. Uh, Oh, uh, the, the hidden mist. Yeah. Um, him. Uh, 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 uh zip. Uh, zim. It starts with a Z. It does. Zabuza. Um, Zabuza. 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 I mean, that fight with Zabuza. I mean, already the original fight was super emotional, but then Kakashi has to fight him again, and then he says at the end of the chapter, he's like, "I'm, you know, I'm fixing to, you know, slaughter everybody." It, it just goes to show that I mean. That was a good representation of war. This this is showing the brutality and the anger that's in there also. Right. And I'm sorry. I think they end up I think the two Shinigami from the first episode asked the question to uh if Zalaparo and Aizen did a fusion dance and or just created a child together. Uh Aizen the 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 second with his like earrings and like Kubo yes. Kubo was like I don't have any more designs for you guys. I'm just gonna recreate Aizen in like his original way <laughs> with like some <laughs> earrings. 
when he's talking well, to them. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, like when I, when I saw him uh, on screen, I was like, who is this guy? This guy has to be something important. I got on the, the fandoms and looked. I was like, oh, he's just he's just going to get off. So he's like, immediately. Cool. And like he was just there to explain what's true about war. In war, both sides are just in terms of how they feel. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about this earlier, like the Quincy's are have always been on that time. Uh, they, they've been about that, as they would say, because with how they handle hollows and how they wanted to handle hollows. It's not like they handle hollows and OK, like we should always technically all of the different realms should be communicating with each other and understanding, you know, this is what we need to do. The most right. like, Quincy like person, though. Uh, did they talk about this in episode three or f- they might have talked about it in f- no I can't they I think they did talk about it in, in, in three or four I can't remember when Mayuri and Yamamoto have their conversation and you realize that the reason all of those people disappeared was because Mayuri disappeared them <laughs> to, yeah. to regain the was, balance and that was and that was uh, yeah that was in episode three you're yeah. right and I mean, I think, um, you know, balance, I mean, it's, I, don't, I, I can't speak for the remaining of this arc, but definitely right now, like it's setting the seeds of balance, which you and I talked about this, like further, further, further into the future, balance is going to become a huge aspect yeah. of, um, of a continuation of a story, if if all that's true. Um, oh, because currently, I, at the at the end of the series, I don't know. Um, kind of like into what we're talking about, I don't know how many Quincy's are actually left, if any, I mean, outside of Ishida. Like, I would I, say just one. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like he two. is the one because I don't think there was there wasn't even any like we there wasn't. Have- go ahead. We did have we did have one uh, turncoat, one person turn towards the end of the series, but I can't I don't even know if he he made it. He did um, not. He immediately found out what uh B, yeah, yeah, what B's power was, and and like because they were friends or whatever, and B took him out. because um, then A and B fight, and it's like. A almost gets taken out by B because of how OPB is. Uh, yeah. And I don't think there was no friend made because sometimes like, you know, whether it's Nell or Ishida, you always get introduced to people who become friends uh, later. You do not get that in this arc. So at the end of things like balances, I, I don't know if I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. It feels like it's way out of way out of reach I mean, at this point. Hey, are are Quincy's are Quincy's factored into the balance? All Quincy's are just humans that screw up the balance. I you figured know? they They're were the ones because you do have to have because I don't I don't know if it was about well you know I don't I don't know oh no because I forgot about the big crux of who Yuhabak is. Oh yeah, uh, as far as I can remember. And again, spoiler alert, because I want to ask you this question. Just to, at this point, it, it, literally, if you're listening without the, the without being wary that there are going to be some spoilers, I, I don't know why you listen to me. Um, We're doing our best, folks. We're trying so, to steer clear. 
it is not you Habak, the son of the the spirit king. I'm sorry, what? Is not is you Habak not this? Isn't he the son of the spirit king? Man, I don't. I can't. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to go like search that at some point and just see um, uh, whether or not like. uh, Soul King, that's what I'm trying to do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I called it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So, no, the Quincy's are technically not really a part of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, the balance uh, with the Quincy's, I mean, they can, they can go away. But, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I like the aspect of it. It's interesting. And I'm not surprised that if they go with the idea of trying to keep things balanced and across the board because um we've talked about before that kubo is a huge fan and it looks up to uh toriyami uh with dragon ball and dragon ball z and if you look at dragon ball super and all goku's current power-ups and maybe even vegeta's especially goku's it's all about finding balance like he has to find balance between uh you know super saiyan god and Super Saiyan to make Super Saiyan Blue, and then move on to Ultra Instinct and so forth. Mm. Um, so, so introducing tying that aspect into things isn't isn't going to be a big surprise. Not at all. Uh, but they were, but they're very intentional about. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? That's what I'm trying to say. I lost it again because I'm old. God. <laughs> Uh oh, Buddhist. He is very into like Bleach is based off of the Buddhist life of rebirth and death and every, the cycle of rebirth and death. Yeah, and so that balance is a lot of what he ends up using in terms of his themes and and things of that nature. And so as he's doing that, to think about this, the the trilogy is basically life, the Hell Arc, and Soul Society. Um, is what I'm like because so there are the you know that is the balance like the Quincy outside of that was technically a part of Soul Society if you if you um if we're we're branching from that that thing they were supposed to, supposed to be a part of you know that aspect of the Trinity and in, in terms of where they exist they're just. I, I don't know why he chose to go extreme and I, I don't even remember when we figure out all of these different things. I need to get back to reading. I like stopped for a second to kind of like watch and read through. But right. uh, yeah, this episode had so much of like stuff that makes you question things later on or, or kind of wonder what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I am very convinced at this point that this is going to be the most streamlined that bleach has ever been. Um, given how disjointed this arc was to read, because in the yeah. first three episodes we've gotten so much, but let's uh, good gosh, we've spent thirty minutes on the freaking third episode because God, uh, God, I'm we, we dipped kidding. into the we dipped into the fourth, we got I'm, into the fourth, I, uh, the Soul Society nerd. attack. I mean, the I'm fourth episode nerd. is a is a lot of murder. And, uh, so. Uh, favorite part of episode four is clearly, clearly, 
seeing Zimbon Zakara, it, like, it, look, <laughs> this animation studio was like, yep, I'm pulling out all the stops. Right. And we're not, yeah. like, it was so beautiful. Even though I knew what was about to happen, it was the most beautiful thing that I had seen in a while. And I was really, really hype about it to to just see it in reality, man, or see it in 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 animation. I think that's the most exciting thing that is going to stay throughout this entire uh, series is ten years of not being able to see this stuff. Like, is was way too long. Yeah, it is. You know? and, and, and I mean, the an- they're doing such a great job with the animation and keeping the storyline going. Like, I I look forward to it uh, on Mondays. You know, uh, Mondays, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to, to watch an episode. I haven't had that excitement in a really long time. I mean, I do have to wait, like, you know, a little bit longer before I see the dub. I mean, we're, we're a couple of episodes behind on the dub. Yeah, um, you know, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, you know, you, I get I mean, you know, some people got to wait. Other people just, you know. Stick I mean, no, them. no, no, don't get me wrong. I, I watched the, watch the subs because the subs are very good, but, you know, I will rewatch the dubs. I I end up watching each episode at least three times. Uh, there, there's a running theme on this show. And, and the last episode that you guys uh, have listened to, you will have heard my sister calling me bougie because I do not listen to dubs anymore. Um, and haven't really done so since Toonami. If it's a Toonami yeah. show or if the voice actors, like literally if Spike... Mugen and who else does he do? He does uh, so many people, but most iconically, those two characters. Um, and Tom, and he did Tom's voice, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he has, a, he has a huge uh, I, I, I used to know off the top, he um, Big O, he was he did the voice for uh, for Roger Smith, oh, Big O. Oh man, um, and Big which o is was- which is one of the uh. One of the things that, you know, I go back to the dub for Bleach because Johnny Young Bush, uh, his voice acting with Bleach was the first time I really took note of his voice acting was like, man, this this fits so well. Um, Also, it's worth it's worth pointing out on um, on the dub or the voice acting. Chad has a new voice. Oh yeah, that, and, there was something weird going on with that. I, I heard. I don't know what was going well, on with that though. Not really. Not not. Uh, I think it's actually really. I'm looking for the tweet right now. Um, if if he if he even if Twitter even exists right now. Um, <laughs> but Jamison Price. We don't have to charge uh, at he, a charge station to get Twitter. You know, we don't have to. So, have to yeah, right. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pay to read someone's tweet now. Uh. <laughs> That's I guess Twitter's one sponsor we're never gonna get, is it? <laughs> still wait, still waiting on my MeUndies. <laughs> uh, well, so uh, needs Jameson Price, who is the voice actor for Chad, uh, he tweeted out to all my uh, many fans of Bleach. I have loved being part of the Bleach universe and voicing Chad. It was a difficult decision to say no to coming back for a Thousand Year Blood War, but I no longer audition for roles of people of color. So, I it, it's a it's a white man, and he's just saying, you know what? 
I'm not going to audition for this. And, you know, I, I find that, um, I find that very admirable. I find it, you know, it, it, there's, there's a, you know, he, he had the opportunity to get, you know, money from a huge, um, a huge company, a huge company and a possibility of a continuation of story. Mm. And he was like, no, I'm going to give, um, the people that, that should have the chance to. So, uh, uh, Frank Azaria did that with the Simpsons and I was very, yeah, I, I thought that was, it, it's one of those things that when, I mean, I say this all the time, but the phrase is when you know better, you do better. And I'm appreciative of the people who are knowing better and doing better, especially given the context of whatever we are going through right now. I do not want to go through a whole nother, like, I'm not going to talk about politics on this podcast, but just know, I don't want to go through another political season that the next political season is going to. Like, I just, yeah. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do it again. And it looks like it's just going to be the most, it's going to be the greatest shit show ever. And right. we're just going to see what happens. So do you mind if we also just, uh, just take a moment to acknowledge another great voice actor that we actually lost recently? <sighs> yeah, let's do it. I am the knight. I it was, it was. am Batman. Where's I that? am justice. Kevin Conroy, man. Yes. Listen, uh, my childhood has, has has another like just oh my god, this hurts, hurts. Because he like y- here's the thing about voice acting, and we'll, we'll end the episode on this. I, I mean, episode four was good. Uh, they stole the Bonkais. There was a lot of good things in that episode. Um, visually is what entertained me more. Yes, and being able to like see a glimpse of who Rukia was fighting, um, or who attacks her, I'm pretty sure it's one of the the Bambies or one of uh, or, or whatever that group is that 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 four uh, Quincy group. Um, yeah, I think unless they're gonna reveal that it's somebody else, but I'm pretty sure it's it's that person. Um, and Biak, listen, man. Oh man, yeah, we. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say this: like the 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 it, it's all about sacrifice with him, yeah. you know. And he he is the next couple of episodes, the next moving forward. You see him humbled greatly, and oh, oh, oh immensely. Like, and I mean, and just and his acknowledgement of it, and that, I mean, that right there is probably the uh, the, the the real story of you know of Buddhist release of everything, just yeah. accepting and and you know to see where he goes from there. Um, you know, yeah, and it's it. it, it he, yeah, I don't. I don't and I, you really you really get to see with him and the other captains there their thoughtfulness and thinking ahead and saying, you know what? We know something happens to these Bonkais. We're going to use it. You are lieutenants. We have our faith in you. Watch and learn and get the information out. And uh, that's what they did. Uh, I love, I love, I, I wish this Matsumoto in terms of her drawing and the style had been all throughout the series. Because I'm realizing yeah. that how Kubo actually wanted her to be is way better than what they did, which they made like her 
Orihime and Ichigo all part of the same family. Like they're all some sort of weird <laughs> family and they were never in the same kind of family. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was appreciative of, and I, and I, and I almost forgot about this. Kenpachi is Kenpachi. Like Zaraki is like, come on, man. Like ending that episode in a way only he can. Yeah. Which is, you know, I just had to handle these po- folks and I want to fight you now. Uh, and then Kirge yeah. throws each go in the jail. And that was also cool. Um, Cause it's like, Oh no, they, they, they're here for a reason. And it's not like these people are willing to completely sacrifice their lives. This isn't, um, it feels like everybody in execution. Um, uh-huh. And which makes them relevant a little bit, I guess, because the emotional relevance of that arc is way more important than what I think the characters were in uh, that growth for Ichigo and understanding that he wants to help and everything else uh, was really, really good. And it's displayed more here um, with how much they're willing to lay their lives down for this cause. Uh, and episode four was basically, you know, we're smarter in a sense of this is what we have to do. These are the things that we're sacrificing. This is actually war. This isn't yeah. This isn't Captain showing up, like you said, to save somebody. This is, hey, these are your orders. You need to follow them because we have to win this war. And it also feels um, the captains are, and maybe you're, you're getting to this also, the captains are working together. Now. Yes. Like if you, look, if you look at the Soul Society arc where it's just like, just back and forth bullshit now i mean these captains are like they're not they're, they're even complimenting each other or something yeah you know saying it's just it is it's, it's really great good solid episode to see the teamwork um it's definitely the um uh empire strikes back part one I know it wasn't multiple parts, but definitely part one where, I mean, the the good guys are losing. Yeah. We are losing. Uh, But yeah, that's episode three and four. And there was a lot of stuff that we enjoyed. If there's anything that we missed, let us know in the comments. But I want to, like, dive a little bit more into the Kevin Conroy conversation. Uh, But I wanted to make sure I got those episodes off because I know how with how I am, guys. That if I got into a tangent, I would have forgotten. <laughs> I would have just made like a small flippant comment in terms of what I what I said and not been able to give the, the man his actual justice. Voice acting for us. And technically, this is not like voice acting in, you know, the anime sense where it, it is incredibly important. But voice acting for uh, us in the 90s. In the early 2000s, the people that changed the landscape, like Batman, the animated series was not just something that inspired like a kid. It inspired a style of 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 animation. It was like the mangas we read. And Kevin Conroy embodied that voice. He invited this voice of it, it felt regal. It felt like a detective. It felt, you know, stern. 
And it gave Batman what he needed to where everybody you look at, you're expecting to have some level of Kevin Conroy in them. And when they didn't, you know, like it didn't come off right. Like George Clooney has that twang in his voice. You know, like um, the uh, uh, Christian Bale did not, (laughs) but still, you know, a a decent Batman. Uh, Oh, God, what is his name? Uh, Ben Affleck came through and had, you know, like everybody has these hints of what he started the same way that all Jokers have Mark Hamill in them in some somewhere you're trying to either do that or do something great enough that no one like cares you, you and you either go very bad or you Heath Ledger it and we like it but Kevin Conroy was one of those people that just when you heard him you knew it was him mm-hmm. and it made you feel you know, as a kid, you're watching Batman, it made you feel safe. It made you feel cool. It, it just, it exuded all of these things that I think uh, are going to be very much so missed. Um, and, you know, will, it'll it'll all work itself out at some point. I mean, yeah. in, in yeah. terms of like the next person that, that feels that kind of void, I should say. And it's, and it's, there's some very big shoes to fill. I mean, he definitely, he brought Batman into more of a. I mean, we had we had the Batman movie, um, the, the 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 first one with um, um, uh, the Night of the uh, Night of the Phantom, not Night of the Phantom. No, uh, um, yeah, the first Batman movie with uh, <laughs> all the people that were old and we can't remember oh, their names. Um, oh, the Tim Burton. I just can't think of his the, name, but uh, he just he plays the vulture. I love him, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um, right, here we go. Yeah, so I mean, that was the first before then, and even with that movie. But before then, Batman was always a campy uh, character, Adam. Yeah, you know, which was always really, really weird to approach. You look at, um, you know, he he has such a dark reality, but. Uh, yeah, Kevin Conroy definitely brought him into that realm and gave a dark yet heroic voice and approach and one that, I mean, you hear in video games, movies, all sorts of stuff. And um, yeah, so he his voice is definitely going to be missed. They all want to have this level of, they they want this. They, they I am the knight, Commissioner Gordon. I, they It's like, but it's way more, like it takes your 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 bass and smooths it like i don't i can't do it because i don't talk in my tenor or in my bass all the time uh, baritone baritone thank you uh i could not figure out like see this is what happens when you get old uh you just forget everything because you know too much um but ask me about kirby i'll i'll rattle on for years um but anyway that's more than enough waffling shout out to nintendo life um but yeah kevin conroy will be missed rest in peace to a great a great great voice actor who is the voice of a lot of people's childhoods and has just you know it it's it's a sad day for nerddom because this man like 
Do you know how good, like, even though the Batman the Animated Series led to one of the the, the greater Batman series for me, which is Batman Beyond, um, Ooh, yeah. and he yeah. was still, still giving it his all within Batman to make him even more grizzled than he already was. And yes. we're thankful for that. Um yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening to us ramble and try and get through these these three and four. We'll be way more on point by the next recording because I'll actually have fresher memories of the episode so that way I'll be able to go through them in a more extensive way. But like I said, if there's anything that we missed, make sure you uh, check, leave those things down in the comments. Uh, we'll do a part two if, if we need to. And we'll go back and kind of... Well, Either way, we'll we'll start taking notes, and by the end of the series, you'll get a full overview. Because I guarantee you <laughs> that by the end, I'm gonna have a lot to say, especially <laughs> if all of this popularity pushes Kubo to actually continue and do the Hell Arc. So, uh, until the next time, a one and a two and a peace. <laughs>